chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword going down to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. See, God's word is alive and it's powerful. It can affect the change that God wants it to. It will prosper in what God sent it. Why? Because it can go down to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Like, what does that mean? It means that God's word can pierce a division of what is indivisible. Pastor Daniel tells us today that God's word is alive and working. The Bible wasn't simply ancient words recorded to tell historical tales. On the contrary, each word written has the potential to dive deeply into our hearts and our minds and speak truth over every situation we find ourselves in. Jesus used scripture written long before his time on earth to point people to truth. We too can access these words and allow them to work in us. Now here's Pastor Daniel with part two of his message, The Need for Learning. Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and 17. It's just the next chapter from what we're reading. Listen to what Paul tells Timothy. He says, all scripture is given by interpretation of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Do you see why this is essential for deepening? For the word it comes by inspiration of God. So you've got to realize that behind the authors of your Bible, the human authors, those men who wrote over thousands of years in different languages and different cultures, there's an author behind those authors. And these scriptures are not just the ideas of people, but they're inspired by God. There's an author behind the human author. That's why if you read the Bible, you're always amazed by all that's within it. Because this is the word of truth. It's God's word. God inspired it. And notice, it is profitable, it says in 2 Timothy 3.16, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, this is why I believe it's very, very challenging for people to find their way into God's word. Because God's word is profitable for doctrine, which means it teaches us what the truth is. Right? for correction and for reproof. So what the Word of God does is it corrects and reproves us from the way that we're living. It shows us what we're doing wrong and it exhorts us to do something right and for instruction in righteousness. Now, here, listen. If you're like, look, I do believe in Jesus, I don't read the Word. Do you know why you probably don't read the Word? Because you don't really want to be corrected. You guys know I try and be as real as I know how to be, right, with you all. I don't know how many times something gets me frustrated. I'm all Italian, so it's like frustration is like, I can be frustrated, right? It's getting me all mad. I'm all just, you know, and then I hear, do all things without grumbling and complaining. Oh, come on, Lord, right? The Spirit of God through the Word of God calls us on our stuff, right? I don't know how many times you get upset with somebody about something, 
And you're like, oh, I can't believe they would do that. I mean, how could they do that? I could never forgive them. And then you hear the words of Jesus, unless you forgive others, God can't forgive you. And you're like, oh, right? It's like, ah, Lord. See, for many of us, the reason we don't get into the word is because you don't want someone to correct you. We live in a world that says that if somebody will correct you, then they don't love you. Wrong. The people who love you will correct you. And God loves us too much to keep us that way. And God's word is confrontational against our rebellion. God's word does that. And for many of us, the reason we don't go there is because we know we're living in rebellion and we don't want to be reproved. We don't want to hear that what we know is wrong is wrong, so we stay away. Brothers and sisters, are you allowing the word of God to mirror life in the spirit back to you where you can see what's going right, what's going wrong, what needs work? That's why many of us don't get in the word. You know why else we don't get in the word? Because this is the only book in the world that all the powers of hell is camped out against you getting into the word. Satan hates this book. He hates this book. You know why? Because he knows that in this book, you will learn what the truth is. You will have your life mirrored back to you. You will be instructed in righteousness. And it even says that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And when it says man of God, this was before our cultural struggles with gender-neutral language. So that means the man and woman of God would be complete, which means to be matured, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Not kind of equipped, but like you're overqualified for every good work because of this book. Every single time you go to read this book, Satan, the demonic realm, does not want you in this book. Do you ever notice that? It's real, right? Right as you go to read the word, what happens? Everything happens, right? The phone doesn't ring all day. I might as well read my Bible. The phone rings off the hook. All of a sudden, you go to read the word. The kids have a meltdown. The freezer breaks. Or before you know it, you have this insatiable urge to watch YouTube for the next nine hours. Isn't that what happens? Why? Because anything other than getting me and you into the word of God, that God may do a deep work in our hearts. So I don't know about you guys, but when Satan doesn't want me to do it, you guys need to be straight rebels. You rebel against Satan. When Satan says, don't read the word, you read extra amounts. We need to be people of this book. We need to be people of the book. You know why else we need to be people of the book? Because it's through the word of God that we need to see everything else in our life. The Bible is meant to be the lens through which we interpret our entire world. Because if we don't get in the word, then we let 21st century American culture be the lens through which we view the world. And guess what? Every single culture has some things right and some things wrong. You know how I know that? Because when this generation looks at their grandparents' generation, they think that they got everything wrong. And it was amazing, when my grandparents were younger, and they looked at their grandparents' generation, guess what? They thought they did everything wrong. I'll never forget this. When our babies were little, we'd go see my grandma, my little short Italian lady, she's like four foot seven, and getting shorter and cuter every single day, right? And so I'll never forget it. One of my sister's kids was teething, right? And the baby was all frustrated, you know, boogers. You know how it is when the baby's teething, right? It's all a mess, right? And my grandma's like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll just rub a little bourbon on her gums. 
my sisters are horrified. <gasps> Grandma, you can't do that. And my grandma's like, oh, okay. And then, of course, the baby won't sleep in the porta crib. And grandma's like, oh, don't worry, just put the baby on their belly, they'll go right to sleep. And my sisters freak out. Grandma, you can't put your baby to sleep on their belly, they'll die. And then finally my grandma gets mad. She's like, oh, well, you all are still here. I guess we don't know what we're doing. You guys are so smart. <laughs> now, my grandma wasn't trying to get the baby drunk. She was trying to numb their gums. My grandma didn't know that there's actually medicine to numb the baby's gums. You know, it's like, that was a little too new school for my grandma. So it's a little bourbon, guess it's done. Now as the kids get older, you just want to slip bourbon in their bottle. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Every parent's like, amen, Fusco. You're speaking the truth, man. Anything to put those babies out and get them out of here. But my sisters can't even believe my grandma would recommend some stuff. And what's going to happen is, is if God tarries and we get older, they're going to be like, I can't believe you wouldn't do that for your kids. I mean, what is wrong with your people? See, every culture gets some things right and some things wrong, but the word of God is the ways of God, and it supersedes every generation. Things like self-sacrificial love and mercy, forgiveness and grace, those things are not stylish. Those things are eternal truths on how someone is meant to live. And you're only going to get that in the Bible. How many of you heard the word Bible, B-I-B-L-E? What does it stand for? Basic instructions before leaving earth, right? You heard that one? I don't like that at all. I think it's not that. It's not like this is just some instructions before you get to get out of here. I think B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions because life exists. See, it's not about learning this thing so that later we can get out of here. It's about learning how to live right here and right now. Because the Apostle Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. We don't want to just get out of here. We want to, how do we learn the art of living here right now? And the only way you can learn how to live life as God ordained it is through the word of God. Or else you're just going to learn selfishness and pride. You're going to learn unforgiveness and how to tear people down because that's what our culture does. All you got to do is look at what's going on. All you do is watch people undercut people, undercut people. It doesn't matter. Our world teaches how to hurt people, not to build people up. Our world teaches how to step over people instead of how to hold people up. And the gospel of Jesus Christ teaches us an entirely different way to live than what you're going to get every single day. But you're only going to get it in the Word. This is why... The word is essential. Listen to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword going down to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. See, God's word is alive and it's powerful. It can affect the change that God wants it to. It will prosper in what God sent it. Why? Because it can go down to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Like, what does that mean? It means that God's word can pierce a division of what is indivisible. I mean, who can divide between the human soul and the human spirit? God's word can. See, it's saying that God's word is the ultimate laser. It can divide what is indivisible, and it is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. What it says is that God's word not only will show you what you're doing, it will show you what you're thinking, and not only will it show you what you're doing what you're thinking, it will show you the motivations underneath what you do and what you think. The true core of why you do what you do, that happens in God's word. 
This is why this is so important. And then, of course, Psalm chapter 1. Beautiful section of scripture. Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. You know what it's saying? It's saying that for the person who meditates on God's word day and night, they'll be fruitful like a tree planted to the river. You notice that word meditates is in there. Now, meditates, you be like, oh, I can't believe you're talking about meditation in the Bible. People talk about meditation, it's like you need to clear your mind out and think of nothing. In the Bible, the word meditation literally means to chew on something to get all of the nourishment out of it. It means to truly interact and grapple internally with something to get all of the potential nourishment out of it. How many of you have ever heard the fact that in order to get the proper nourishment out of your meal, you need to chew every mouthful about 10 to 15 times? Forget all this chew and swallow, put that next bite in there. That's what I'm saying, right? But in a lot of ways, it's the same thing with God's Word. We're supposed to put it in there and we're supposed to masticate it, chew on it, get all the nourishment out of it. And too often, we're just reading it and running, not chewing on it. See, deepening is all about the Word of God. Now, to go back, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, look at what it says. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Listen, deepening takes diligence. It takes diligence. That word, be diligent, it literally means to be eager or to be zealous. It means making every effort. It has the idea or the connotation of being persistently zealous for something. Now, this is important because if you want to be deepened in the word of God, you need to have a persistent zeal for it. Now, let me give you a great example, because I think right now you hear a message like this, and you're like, okay, so Fusco, I believe you're right. I believe I want to be deep, and I just want to learn things. I want to be deep, and I want to learn the art of living. So I'm going to get in the Word. And what happens is, is that everybody is kind of like what we do at New Year's resolutions with getting healthy. You're like, okay, it's the new year. I'm going to lose 30 pounds, and I'm going to join the gym, right? Anybody ever do that? Maybe it wasn't 30. Maybe it's 20 pounds. Maybe it's 10 pounds. It's joining the gym. Whatever it is, right? How does that go? You're on a diet for three days. And your experience with the gym is seeing the key fob on your key ring, and you never show up there. Am I the only one who's had that experience? If you want to get yourself in shape, and I am definitely not an expert on this, but so I've been told, you need to mind your diet, and you need to keep showing up at the gym over and over and over and over again, and at some point, the effects of that decision pays off. You want to get good at anything, you need to keep showing up over and over and over again so that it takes its full hold. And for many of us, you've had fits and starts starting to study God's Word, becoming a student, a child of the Word. But it takes diligence. We need to be persistently zealous in the Word. You're never going to be deepened in two seconds. It's not like the Matrix where they're just going to download the Bible app into your brain and you're going to get it that way. And listen, you're never going to be truly deepened in the Word if the only time 
you partake of God's word and is here at Crossroads on a Sunday and a Wednesday. At best, we gather together to be a family, to worship the Lord, to hear the word. At best, a pastor offers the word to you in a way that is easily understandable. But really, a pastor's job is to teach how to feed yourself. And that's so important. Listen, if you're one of those people who the only time you hear God's word is when you come to Crossroads on a Sunday, brother, sister, you need to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Isn't that what Jesus said? Man shall not live by bread alone. By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You need to give yourself God's word every single moment of every single day. This reminds me, of course, of Deuteronomy chapter 6. You guys remember this. This is where we get the first commandment from, right? Loving God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And I'm saying that this deepening helps us live vertically, upwardly. This is what it says. It says, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit down in the house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. See, when the Lord spoke to Moses for the children of Israel and said, listen, I want you to love me with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And he says, listen, I want you to teach this to your children diligently. When you're sitting at home, talk to them about my word. When you're taking a hike, talk to them about it. When you're going to bed, talk to them about it. When they're rising up, talk to them about it. And I want it to be everywhere. I want it to be like on your hand there. Everywhere you go, my word is in front of you. I want it to be at the frontlets of your eyes. I want it to be on the door. Your house needs to be founded on this. That's a diligent way of looking at it, isn't it? And so I want to talk to you real briefly about how to do this with God's word. Because I realize that there's some of you here right now, you're going to say yes to Jesus for the very first time today at the end of this gathering. And listen, I'm so excited. And this is good that you're hearing this. Because if you say yes to Jesus, you need to become a person of his word. And I'm going to talk to you how to do that. But I believe for many of you, you love Jesus here already. That's why you're here. This is your church. But I've been a pastor long enough to know that most Christians do not read God's word every day. And we need to change that. Because you need to interact with God's word every day. So here's the first thing. Every single day, you need to have an interaction with God's word. Now, there's a lot of different ways to do this. If you're traveling coast to coast, you're going to take a plane. You're going to go at 30,000 feet, right? It will take you six hours, depending on which direction you're heading. Five hours one direction, six the other direction, right? At 30,000 feet, you do a huge flyover. That's like reading through the whole Bible in a year. If you've never done that before, you should do it. Four chapters, three in the old, one in the new, 365 days, you read through the entire Bible. If you're really feeling saucy, you could do three in the old and two in the new, and you get through the Old Testament once and the New Testament twice, all in one year. That's a 30,000 feet view. If you're going from coast to coast, you want that. You're not going to see all the little cool things in each community, but you'll see the big lakes and the big mountains. It's a flyover. That's one way to do it. If you're traveling within your region, you'll probably take a car, right? Car's a street level view. And maybe what you do is you read a chapter a day, right? You're not trying to get the third. You just get a different view. You know, if you're driving in a car as opposed to a plane, you get a different view of the landscape. Maybe you need to take a street-level view of driving. Or if you're walking around your own neighborhood, right, you walk, you take a bike much slower. Maybe we just need to soak in a few passages of Scripture. See, one of the things that I've learned in being a student of the Word is that 
Sometimes you got to take a plane. Sometimes you need to take a car. And sometimes you need to stroll through a neighborhood. And they're all okay. The key is, is that every single day, you're getting into the Word. You're letting God's Word get into you. And I really want, every day, you need to say, every day, I am going to receive God's Word. It's like Jeremiah said, your Word was found by me, O Lord, and I did eat it, and it became unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Every day, listen, every single day, you make time. You make time to take a shower or do something to make sure that nobody knows you didn't take a shower. And we all say thank you very much. Amen? Like you brush your teeth or you stick a mint in, right? You make time for it every day because it's important, right? We're all grateful. Everybody made time today to put some clothes on before you came to church. And we're super grateful for that too, right? And in the same way, you need to make time every day to put God's word into you. It's, it has to be as necessary as taking a shower or brushing your teeth or eating food or whatever it is. You need to make a commitment that this is essential for your life. One of the things that I used to do, and here's my second thing, is you need to memorize Scripture. One of the things that I used to do is I used to take a note card, and I'd write a Scripture on each side. And I would stick it in my pocket, because like, I'm a little ADD. I know you guys would never have guessed, right? But I'd be sitting there, I'd be like, and then, oh, there's something in my pocket. I forget that I put it in there. Pull it on out there, and there'd be a Scripture on it. And I just read it, and I start memorizing it. Like 2 Timothy 2.15. He tells you to show yourself approved, a worker who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I got to memorize that along the way. See? But you're like, oh, well, you know, so archaic, a note card and pens. Listen, you can set your phone, notifications, every hour it can notify you, pop the scripture up. Every time, oh, someone's getting in touch with me. Oh, look at that. For we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8.28. He must increase, that I must decrease, John 3. We can do this all day. See, you need to continually let God's word get into you. You memorize scripture. You know what the beauty of memorizing scripture is? Is because God keeps you on a short leash. I remember as a young believer, I was struggling. I, was, I came out of the world. I got saved. And I remember memorizing, flee youthful lusts. Because every time I was tempted, that verse would pop up in my head like a pop-up without a pop-up blocker on my computer. Boom. And I'm so grateful for it. Even to this day, something going free, useful lust. It's like, man, I'm out of here. Because it's memorized and it's in your heart. And when it's in your heart, it comes out of your life. Brothers and sisters, are you memorizing scripture? Are you allowing scripture memorization to be part of what you do so that at every point, maybe you're a grumpy person and you hear, do all things without grumbling and complaining. You memorize that thing. Every time you're grumpy, you're like, sorry, do all things without grumbling and complaining. Or you can just remember Pastor Daniel's little thing, DBG, right? Don't be grumpy. I have this in my house all the time. Obadiah will wake me up at the crack of dawn. I'm like, Obadiah, go to bed. I'll be like, DBG, Dad. Ooh. I'm like, I'll deal with you later. You little animal. You're like your mom. No, just kidding. Brothers and sisters, memorize scripture. Get God's word in you. Because then all of a sudden, God's Word fights against all of our garbage. Jesus is real. We can read through the Bible and glean its truths every day. In fact, Pastor Daniel encouraged us today to spend as much time as we can in the Word of God. 
We can even take the words we read with us by memorizing verses and passages, holding truth close at all times. Jesus is Real Radio is the radio ministry of Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. The messages that you hear each day here on Jesus is Real Radio were produced from messages that Pastor Daniel shared on Sunday mornings and the midweek study. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ. One of the things that I'm the most stoked about is that this year we launched a brand new campus in Southwest Portland. We would love to invite everyone to come and join Crossroads Southwest Portland on Sundays at 10 a.m. We're growing, and honestly, not just in Southwest Portland, but all over the country and the world as people join us at our online campus, 9, 11, and 1 p.m. or Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. on our online campus, crossroadslive.tv. Now here's Josh with what's coming up on our next edition of Jesus is Real Radio. Next time on Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will talk with us about how learning God's truth through his word causes a deepening of our relationship with him. It also creates in us a servant heart, one that seeks to do God's will and show love to others. You've been listening to Jesus is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through this series, The Art of Living. Until then, may God bless. Bless.